Welcome to a very special five-part Christmas edition of Sacred City Vision Drip. Over the next five days as we approach Christmas, I'm going to pull from the hymnal five of my most favorite Christmas hymns, and I want to call your attention to some of the most beautiful lyrics that have ever been written. So that as we sing these hymns together in church or you play them in your homes, your appreciation for this music deepens. So grab some hot cocoa, put on that Christmas sweater, get that Spotify playlist ready, and let's dig into some of these great songs together. Today, we are coming at you with the penultimate of my list, um, ending on tomorrow on Christmas Eve. Get you all stocked up on these Christmas hymns for Christmas Day. And in um, this hymn that I've got on my, on my mind for, for number four on our list of, of Christmas hymns, um, holds a place near and dear in my heart. This was, I would say... This is part of my childhood formation of, of, of Christmas songs, and here's why. Now, my brother, Adam, who's part of this church, which he'll hate that I just referenced him in public, uh, and my other brother, Isaac, who's not, he doesn't live around here, but we had this, every, every, every Christmas Eve, there was a dude who would sing at our Christmas Eve service, a guy that, honestly... I'd never, ever, ever see him in church um, for the rest of the year. I have no idea where he came from. Um, I, it's still kind of a mystery. Um, but this guy would sing this song every year, and he had such a unique voice that my mother would have to give us like this death glare every year so that we would not just erupt in laughter. And I, I wish I could recreate this for you, but I, I just don't think I have the vocal skills to do that. Um, but let me tell you for, and, and this is every year, like I, I don't, I don't recall a year or maybe one or two years where it didn't happen, but it's like every single year you, this was a staple of, of the Schmidt family Christmas celebration festivities that would go on. And, and it was just, it's hard to, you know, it's, it's hard to describe how, how that impacted me. And, uh, the, 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 the sad part about it though, is while that guy, maybe not my favorite singer on, on earth, uh, this song certainly is, is just a great song. So good. And I am talking about a song that was a hymn that was written by a Frenchman by the name of Placiad Capetou, which is my best attempt at pronouncing his name. Um, but it was translated, because I don't speak French, it's translated for us by a guy named John S. Dwight, um, which makes it uh, a lot more enjoyable for me to hear the song and to p participate with it. And the song I'm talking about is Oh Holy Night. Um, this is a song, I th we, we typically sing this song even now at Sacred City Moline on, on Christmas Eve. It's sort of a staple because it is so beautiful and, and it's kind of a long one. 
So I don't know if I'm going to get into, I don't think I'll read all of it. I I might read the whole first verse and then kind of throw out some of these nuggets that I like in verses two and three, just for you to chomp on a little bit. Um, But this is a a beautiful, beautiful song. And again, if you find a recording of of a full orchestra or, you know, like a full um, uh, chorus um, singing this song, or man, there are some really other, other just great, you know, maybe more contemporary, um, versions of the song that just, it just hits you right in the chest. It's beautiful, especially when you get to the, to the, um, I don't know what do you call it? The bridge. It's so, so beautiful, but let's go. Let's break down some of these words here. The lyrics of, Oh, holy night. Oh, holy night. The stars are brightly shining. It's the night of our dear savior's birth. Long lay the world in sin and error pining. And so the, the, what it's saying here is the world for a long time has been in a bad spot. Um, desperate, in desperate need of something. And here we are on the eve of our Savior's birth. And it says, till he appeared and the soul felt its worth. So here in the the sin and error pining, what, th- what this is implies is there's this wretchedness of the soul, this, this defilement of the soul that w- apart from redemption could never really measure up, could never be, ex- the, the true value of the soul could never rightly be expressed. And here, uh, Jesus enters the world and all of these beautiful things that God had created that, that are subject to the curse of sin um, now start to experience uh, release from that weight, that heavy burden. And it keeps going on. The thrill of hope, the weary world rejoices. Now, I love this line because, you know, what it could not be more true. Uh, I feel like the thrill of hope, the weary world rejoices. So it just acknowledges the tired state of humanity. Um, I don't know a single human who uh, isn't tired in some capacity. Um, we, we just run we just run on empty a lot. We, we get to the place where our bodies are, are worn down, our spirits, our souls are, are worn down uh, relationally. We feel weary. We feel all kinds of, you know, and especially at holiday time in the Midwest where daylight's shrinking it's, and it's hard to, to just be outside and enjoy the outdoors and the sunshine that that tends to give some sort of rejuvenation. It's, uh, you, you got all of the traveling, all the stuff, the, the celebrations and, and all of the stuff that can really distract us and, and kind of wear us down. You, you get to this place where with, with the weary world, we we're kind of letting out a sigh and yet the thrill of hope shows up and we can't help but party, right? The weary world rejoices for yonder breaks a new and glorious morn. Now, this is speaking to um, the, the reality of, of the, there's a new era that when Christ comes, there is a new era that he brings with him. Um, we're told that he is the firstborn of the new creation, of, of the new heavens and new earth. Um, and so this is it, acknowledging here, um, this new and glorious morn has broke in the arrival of Christ. And, and this is the part musically where it's just like swells in my chest. It says, fall on your knees, hear the angel voices. O night divine, O night when Christ was born, O night, O holy night, O night divine. And in fact, it is a, a divine night where Christ entered into um, this world. Now, the second verse is not as popular, at least the one that's in front of me right now. So I'm going to skip to verse three here. Uh, it says, truly he taught us to love one another. His law is love and his gospel is peace. 
um, this, this is a really important line here. So he truly taught us to love winner. So it wasn't just that Jesus came to save us and, and, you know, um, put us inside of the doorway of heaven and drop us off there. Um, he taught us to love one another. He instructed us in how we ought to live. Now this goes back to, um, the great commission that Jesus gives in Matthew 28. Um, he taught us to love one another. His law is love because Jesus says, teach them to obey all that I teach the nations to obey all that I've commanded. Um, his law is love. Thinking of James, the law of liberty, right? The, the way that, um, or even in, in John, first John, when it talks about, um, obedience to Jesus is to love Jesus, right? You can't love Jesus without obeying Jesus. So his law is love to, to abide by his law is to love him. And his gospel is peace. Again, going back to the reconciliation that we saw in Hark the Herald Angels Sing, where his gospel is peace. Chains shall he break. Now, actually, this was a really uh, this was a controversial line that I think was a, an edit or it, it was added later on, but it says chain shall he break for the slave is our brother. So one of the things that this Psalm is, or this, this hymn is doing is reminding us uh, of the shared humanity of all, uh, of all people. Um, but also the fact that, that in, in Christ's family, in God's family, it doesn't matter what status you have, whether, whether you are, uh, high class, low class, slave, um, scum of the earth type person. Um, we, we are all clothed in the righteousness of Christ. We all get the same kind of access to God, the father. And so here's the reminder chain shall he break, which is true of, of our sin, but also true in the sense of, uh, what made this controversial was, um, Back when this was penned, slavery was still a thing in the in the 1800s, um, and so chain shall he break. Slaves are brother, and in his name all oppression sh- shall cease. So this is really kind of a, a rally cry um, for for true biblical justice to flow out. The reality, because Christ, the the, the era of of Christ has dawned. Um, it is now time to live. That all people were to live in light of His lordship, and so with that. Um, to live under Christ's lordship uh, means that all oppression shall cease. And then here again is is the the bridge. Sweet hymns of praise or sweet hymns of joy in grateful chorus raise we. Let all within us praise his holy name. Um, I love this part. Let, let all within us. So not just not just a little bit of us, not just like what we can muster up, but every little inch and fiber of our being. Let it spew forward with worship for his holy name. Christ is the Lord. Oh, praise his name forever, from everlasting to everlasting. This is his kingdom. He is He is Lord. He is king, and he shall be praised forever. If you go back to, uh, if you go back to, if you flip to the back of your Bible in, in Revelation speaks of Christ's everlasting kingdom, his power and glory evermore proclaim, his power and glory evermore proclaim. What a beautiful, beautiful uh, piece of of music, and I I love it so much. Uh, I hope that you would uh, just take some time to enjoy it here, especially as we sing on Christmas Eve um, tomorrow night. So, Put it. I hope you have it lined up to be with us Christmas Eve, 5.30 p.m. We're going to sing this song with several others. So I'm really looking forward to being with you and your family and our, our, our church family to sing these great songs, to, to celebrate in anticipation, um, both looking back and looking forward, looking back to Christ's first arrival and looking forward to when he will come again and set all things right. And until then, we're going to proclaim his, his power, his glory forevermore. 
we proclaim. Let